Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Respected listeners of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we welcome you to this bliss of marriage. The date today is the 27th of Jumad al Akhirah, the 27th of Jumad al Akhirah, 1445. Corresponding to their Gregorian calendar, the 10th of January 2023. So, Alhamdulillah, you can send in your questions wherever you may be in the world. For locals, you just type in 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. If you're in a foreign country, the number is plus 27 plus 27 84. 7863132 whatever your questions may be we will answer it there's no names being taken the messages are being deleted straight after that so you can pose your question you can utilize this opportunity to ask what's on your mind so send it through and we'll answer the questions let's welcome Hazrat Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Sab Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa zaid khan. Jazakallahu khayran. Mufti Sahib, we have a few questions here. The first question is, is it possible for a Muslim to marry a Christian and why not? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 27th of Jumad al-Akhirah. And before we respond to the question, three announcements. Remember that this Friday evening after sunset, we must scan the sky and look for the new moon and crescent. MashaAllah is over 24 hours old, so the chances are inshallah very good. It will be sighted somewhere within South Africa. And once it is sighted, then say Allahu Akbar, Hilalu Khairin wa Rushdin. That Hilalu Khairin wa Rushdin is mentioned in Abu Dawood. Ya Allah, make this month the month of Khair and goodness, wa Rushdin and righteousness. And thereafter, remember you read, Allah, once the confirmation comes through for Rajab, Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Shaban wa balligna Ramadan. Ya Allah, grant us baraka blessings during this month of Rajab and Shaban and spare us for the honorable month of Ramadan Mubarak through your grace, mercy, and benevolence. 
parents. So that's the first announcement. Second announcement today is Wednesday, so we must remember that after Zohar Salat, read two rakat Salat, extra nafil, read one Surah Yasin. Ya Allah, tomorrow the court case will take place there at the ICJ, the International Court of Justice. Let justice prevail, O Almighty Allah, and grant victory to the Muslims, grant victory to the Palestinians who are suffering for 75 years and more, and destroy and decimate and humiliate the apartheid terrorist Nazi regime, O beloved Allah. So we must keep on begging Almighty Allah, and inshallah things will happen in our favor. And the third announcement is this, that we know the plight of the Ummah, so we should not only focus on Palestine. You took a look at the Rohingya Muslims, you look at, you must remember, the Muslims, the Ahlu Sunnah in Syria, you see in Iraq, in Afghanistan, and Pakistan, Egypt, so many countries, there are big, big problems there. Our own country, see, the corruption and crime and what have you. So always beg Almighty Allah for the entire humanity so let us inshallah make this holidays holy days and our leisure time because schools and all that only opening next week so we still got time so use this leisure time in the pleasure of all Bismillahirrahmanirrahim can a Muslim male marry a kitabia a Jewess a Christian one question can a Muslim male marry, you must remember, a mushrika? Second question. Third question, can a Muslim lady marry a non-Muslim male? So that's how you have to break it up. So all the answers will be forwarded and given in the light of the Qur'an Sharif. For you, the non-Muslim listeners, remember that the Holy Qur'an, glorious Qur'an, is the direct speech of Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla. And when we say Sunnah or we say Hadith Mubarak, that is the actions, the speech Mubarak, the honorable speech of the Master, Prophet Muhammad Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So can a Muslim male marry a Hindu? A person, a lady, remember, who is worshipping idols, worshipping this one, that one. So the Quran Sharif teaches us, وَلَا تَنْكِحُوا الْمُشْرِكَاتِ حَتَّى يُؤْمِنُوا so you must remember that how hatta you mean so you must remember that that you the Muslim man you cannot marry them so you must remember that voila so Almighty Allah Jalla is teaching us in chapter number two and that is Surah Baqarah and verse number two twenty one and there Almighty Allah Jalla gave us the ruling and said that who you can marry voila tanqihul mushrikati so you the Muslim man you cannot marry the mushrikat mushrikat is plural of mushrika so the Hindu lady for example till she becomes a true Muslim and so forth so that is out of the question so whether it's Hindu whether it's Buddhist whether it's other faiths that got idols and semi-gods and demigods and deities so that's first one haram not permissible second one 
can a Muslim lady marry any non-Muslim male, a Jew, a Christian, a Hindu, a Buddhist, an atheist? So all my Allah teaches us in chapter number 60, 6-0, and verse number 10. And they, the Muslim women, are not permissible at all for any non-Muslim male, whether he's a Jew, whether he's a Christian, whether he's Hindu, whether he's Buddhist, whether he's secularist, whatever they are, so totally haram. And if they got married also, so the living in sin and all the children are, you must remember, illegitimate children and the lineage will go to the mother. Now there are two scenarios here. One is that so-called Muslim lady says, no, for me it's permissible to marry that Jew, that Christian, that Hindu, that Buddhist. Then she herself is out of the fall of Islam and she becomes a murtadda and the death penalty is applicable. So that is the verdict of majority scholars. Okay. Man baddala deenan faqtulu. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. And the hadith of Ummah Marwan in Dara Qutni where the death penalty for murtadda was given in a case of a female as well. So that's the fatwawi issue. So, and then you must remember the second scenario, the so-called Muslim lady says, no, I know it's haram and it's my own weakness, but I'm in love with the Jew, Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, whatever. So still the children all will be haram and she will be guilty, remember, and she must be given that punishment and all this type of thing. But remember that if she didn't commit any other act of kufr or anything else, then she'll still be classified as a Muslim. How many Muslims today commit fornication, adultery, gay business? But if they say, we know it's a crime, it's a weakness, it's haram, but it's our weakness, so then you can't say they're non-Muslim. We don't need to draw that distinction. Next issue, then nikahul kitabia, a Muslim male. That ABC Muslim male wants to marry a Jewess, a Jewish lady, or a Christian lady. So this all, Maitella speaks about it there in the Noble Quran in chapter 5, verse number 5. But remember that the Muslims today want to marry a Jewish lady, the Jewess or Christian, is not permissible. Why is not permissible? You must read Al-Fatawa Al-Mu'asara. Alhamdulillah, I have it by me and in my possession here in the library and there. It is the Fatwa Kitab, which I bought in Palestine, actually. So you must remember in those years when I used to go with Allah's help. So anyway, so they beautiful. Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi, rahimahullah, was very liberal. And remember, this is the best fatwa I have read of his. And on this issue, he hit the nail on the head and said it's not permissible, the Adam is shurut. Because the conditions are not fulfilled, if the conditions are not there, then you can't apply. He wants to remember the remainder. A person says he wants to read Salat, but he's not going to perform Hudu. He's not going to perform Tayammum if he's old and sick. So how does Salat would be valid wouldn't be valid so yeah also so if i'm giving you the references that's in arabic 
and in Urdu and English go to chapter 5 Surah Ma'ida verse number 5 and see Ma'ariful Quran of Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib Sheikh Yusuf Karzawi just passed away now two years ago and at the ripe old age of 96 and so forth so now you take Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib passed away on 10th Shawwal 1976 so we met Sheikh Yusuf Karzawi in South Africa and we met him there in Makkah also in a conference and so forth so never we all were invited them so anyway the point I'm making here is this that each one of us should know that in Urdu and English in the Ma'ariful Quran chapter 5 verse 5 that Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Shafi wrote is not permissible for a Muslim male to marry her so if somebody asks that what is the proof for not allowing so we will say in time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when some sahabi like Mughira bin Shuba, Huzaifa bin Yaman radiallahu anhu, that they were married to a Jewess or Christian lady, so he told them they divorced him. They said, is it halal? He said, divorce them. So they divorced. And then he said, I want to pose two, three questions to you. Number one, if we're going to allow carte blanche that every Muslim male or majority can marry a Jewess or Christian, what will happen to our Muslim ladies? Second one, you are marrying the non-Muslim lady, what will happen to your children? You know that the children in their formative years, they spend most of the time with the mother. So this Jewish lady, this Jewess, and this Christian lady will shape the destiny of your child. They will influence him or her. So they will want to make him a Jew or a Christian. Did not Nabi alayhi salam's hadith apply? Every child is born on the natural disposition. They have the spark of Iman and Islam. Is the parents, both of them, one of them, in this case the mother, they will make them a Jew or a Christian or will make them a fire worshiper, Zoroastrian and so forth, Majusi and so forth. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Third one, so this two said, Umar said, I'm adding one more. Let us look, we call this al-fiqhul waqih. Let us look at currently what will happen. Hypothetically, we give you permission. You marry that uh, Anna and Suzanne and worse and that, all whatever. So when I was in Russia, the hotel in St. Petersburg, I stayed there. So I asked that lady, I saw the board uh, on her, you know, that on the chest, the head like that, uh, uh, what, uh, the sticker, whatever. So Mariam, so I asked her, are you Muslim? So she said, no. So I said, what are you? She said, I'm Christian. So, so many a time people have a Muslim name, but remember they're Christian. So let's say her name is Mary and so forth. So now there's Mary who's a Christian. She will bring in the cross. She will bring in a wine, dine and swine and all that in your house. So what will you say? Is permissible all that? I'm asking you. If you're married, you must remember a Jewish lady. They have kosher alcohol. And they say it's permissible. So she will be bringing alcohol in your house, keeping it in your fridge and freezer and wherever else they want to keep it. 
So it's easy examples I'm just giving. So therefore, the fatwa is this, definitely not permissible, and you Muslim men must always lead a pure and a chaste lifestyle and beg Almighty Allah, you want to get married to a saliha, taqiyya, jamila, barra, that a lady, remember, who is very, very pious, her belief structures are correct, and she is Allah-fearing and so forth, then that piety will filter down to your children and so forth. Therefore, Quran teaches us, Surah 25, verse 74, Rabbana min Oh, beloved Allah, grant us spouses and such children and offspring and progeny that are the coolness of the eyes. Mufti Sab, can one take out a hospital plan for the family, not full medical aid, just hospital plan? Whether it's hospital plan or whether it's medical aid or whether it's comprehensive and so forth, a difference of opinion among the ulama, our fatwa, our verdict is it is permissible. And I had a, com- a discussion with Azad Mufti Rizal Haksab, our Honorable Ustad, Hafidahullah, and his fatwa also is permissible. Yes, from taqwa point of view, precaution and ihtiyat and so forth, you abstain, we will say is all the better. But again, you have to look at al-fiqhul waqi. So it's very easy to issue a fatwa. You understand? You just say not permissible. But when you must remember your son, your daughter, somebody near and dear to you, your father, mother, falls really ill, Allah forbid. Now be honest in South Africa, if you take them to a government hospital, you know all the big upside down and corruption and everything that goes on there. So you must remember that. So therefore, if you can afford it and then you pay for your medical aid or you pay for your medical plan or your hospital or whatever, you get hospitalized and so forth, and then you go to a private hospital clinic. So we then the fiqhul waqi will say it's permissible. Then ulama say, some ulama object and they say, but isn't this very similar to like gambling and interest? We say no. So we say that, yeah, you are paying. You must remember money, weekly, monthly, whatever the agreement is with your company and so forth. And in whichever country you are, like Australia, and that they work on weekly basis. So normally we work monthly and so forth. So nevertheless, whatever the agreement is, so now then you get services in exchange. You're not getting money in exchange. So it's not like you're going to a casino and you are putting money to get money and so forth not like life insurance and so forth where you are putting money and then when in months of dirt as other months of brood, you get money in exchange this is haram obviously so yeah what they're going to get they'll get the bed you'll get the medication you'll get the injection medical whatever so our fatwa will be permissible and taqwa those ulama who say we respect them but remember we have to look at the practical we call this umumul balwa umum balwa means majority of the people today will be in a big mess you must remember that so therefore we say that the ruling will be it is permissible to have hospital plan whether it is just hospital or whether comprehensive medical aid all that whichever company the next question they ask hey, which company this one we say all finish and clear so all permissible and that is our ruling and fatwa alhamdulillah
Mufti Sahib, this is a bit of a lengthy question. Summarize the whole thing. She's, uh, the person says, I'm a mother of four in my first seven years of marriage. I was mothering and fathering my kids as my hubby was studying deen. In that time, I lost my salah. I can't come back to it. I'm finding it very difficult to come back to salah. Mufti Sahib, can you please advise me? And what else other dhikrs I could make and easy dhikrs to read? Yeah, my sister, you must remember the way I understand your question is threefold. One is you married a Molana or somebody and he was studying in a Darloom, Madrasa, whatever. So that's one issue. Then second issue, mashallah, every year, every second year you were giving birth. So you were busy for the children, then you were busy, you were breastfeeding, and then you were busy, you must remember the time you finished one, then the next one came and so forth and so on and so on. So what happens in a case like that? So the person who's becoming the Maulana or the Maulana or whatever we want to call him, you understand, Maulqari Sahib, Hafiz Sahib, Maulana Sahib, Mufti Sahib, whatever. So isn't it his duty also? So not just to go and make children and make the Ummat more, you know. So you must remember Quran Sharif teaches us Surah number 66, verse 6, Ya yuwalladzina amanuku anfusakum, save yourself wa ahalikum. So what is ahal? Ahal means your wife and your children. So it the owner's responsibility was on him also. Now you got four children, so both parties make sincere toba for your shortcomings and whatever, and thereafter get the priorities working and so forth. So leave out all your nafil salat, voluntary salat. Leave out all your sunnat ghair muakkada and so forth. So now start concentrating on your first salat, your sunnat muakkada salat, your wajib bitter salat and so forth and so on and start reading fazail salat fazail namaz and all that there of Hazrat Sheikh Hazrat Mohana Muhammad Zakaria Sheikhul Hadith Nawarallah Marqadahu and you will see inshallah Aziz then that rahba and love for all Allah will increase because in the beginning of the 21st Jews 21st Supara all Allah states if we read salat as it ought to be read why is salat called salat first of all Anything you want to know, you want to discuss siyam. Siyam means imsak, to abstain. So you abstain from eating, drinking, husband-wife, conjugal relationship. You study zakat. What's the meaning of zakat? Zakat means numu, growth. So the more zakat you pay, so you must remember the more Allah will grant you barakah and will, it will increase. Quran says, so, وَمَا آتَيْتُمْ مِنْ زَكَاتٍ تُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَ اللَّهِ Zakat means tuhur, tatheer, self-purification. And this is the primary objective of zakat. That is, we love this wealth of ours more and more and more. Chapter 100, Surah Al-Adiyat, and verse number 6, وَإِنَّهُ لَوْإِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لِرَبِّهِ لَكَنُودٍ وَإِنَّهُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ لَشَهِيدٍ وَإِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدٍ Chapter 100, verses 6, 7, and 8. Verily, the human being is very ungrateful to Allah Ta'ala. And he bears testimony to it. The more Allah gives us, most of the time we break the laws more and more. So what is the cause for the ingratitude and thankfulness? That this human being is madly in love with this materialism, wealth, money, dollars, and whatever, rands, rupees, whatever it is. So now when we analyze the word salat, 
Swalat means asila to bain al-abdi wa rabbi. The link, the connection, the nexus between slave, servant, and Almighty Allah. We can never, ever come close to Allah Ta'ala until, unless we have Salat in our life. Wasta'inu bisabri wasara. Seek divine assistance with patience. Patience could mean patience. Patience could mean fasting. Wasala and wasalat. So many places the Quran Sharif is replete with such verses regarding the importance of salat. Inna salat tanha anil fahshai wal munkar. The beginning of the twenty-first juice. And what all my teller says, verily the salat, if you perform it as it ought to be performed, tanaha, it will prevent you, anil fahsha, from all obscenities, indecency, and pornography, and fornication, and adultery, and all that gay business. Well, munkar and all forms of injustice. But today, who reads salat? Hey, just up and down, kiss, kiss the ground, and back to town. Quick, quick, two, two minutes, four the cards are red and dead. So that is, that's a problem also. So you must now get your prioritized things. Just making zikr, then that, and dua, no. You have to suppress your desires. You have to make now a timetable. And that timetable must consist of al-aham fal-aham, to prioritize what is the most important thing in my life. So the most important thing for a Muslim after he his or her iman is salat. Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. So the first thing Allah will question the Muslim is about his or her salat. So make tawbah for all the salat you must and all that because you were pregnant or because of your breastfeeding or whatever else the reasons were. And qadha is compulsory. You can't just make tawbah. Remember that. And always keep this verse, chapter Surah 39, chapter 39, verse 53. Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib, Amirul Mu'mineen, Fatiha Khaybar radiallahu anhu warda was asked, Ayyatu ayatin arja indaka fi kitabillah, which ayat of the Quran inspired you, motivated you the most? Then he said, Ya ibadi alladheena asrafu wala anfusihim, Allah is saying and addressing Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you announce it and pronounce it to the world. Allah is saying, O oh, my servants, who went beyond the limits, you committed every crime almost, but still, la taqnatu mir rahmatillah, never become disillusioned, never despair in the mercy of Allah. Why? With that, you in conjunction with this, read other verse. Chapter 7, verse 151. O beloved Allah, admit us, include us in your special, special mercy. Whilst you, Ya Allah, whilst you, Ya Allah, you are the most merciful one to show mercy. So see. So la taqnatu min rahmatillah. Never despair, never be disillusioned in the mercy of Allah. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jamia. Verily all, may Allah forgive all the sins. Inna hu huwal ghafurur rahim. Verily he is of forgiving, very, very forgiving. And rahim, very, very merciful. So therefore speak to Allah, but do the action also. And qada, then the love for Allah will increase. 
the love for Mustafa sallallahu will be enhanced and the love for Islam also will come more and more inshallah aziz and will be increased Muftisap, a person says, my son is 22 years old. We were going for Umrah, but he refused to go. We bought everything for him. My wife and I went, but we're very disappointed. All he wants to do is sit in his room and play games. You see, again, now we must ask the question that when your son, he is alone, it seems, not married, nothing, and maybe he passed matric, went university, maybe failed university, maybe passed, whatever it is. So now the question we have to beg and ask, the son is a problem, but I don't accept this that we must only look at the problem. We have to look at the cause also. So you, father and mother, I don't know you, right? I don't know your son, but you pampered him so much. You showered him so much with so many gifts and so forth and so on that now that such things you gave him, instead of coming nearer to Allah Ta'ala, instead of coming nearer to Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, instead of coming nearer to Islam, he's gone, more fur- he's gone further away and he's distancing himself. This was a golden opportunity for him. Everything paid for. He didn't have to pay for a cent and you booked the ticket, everything. Last minute, obviously you lost money because you wouldn't get your full refund and what have you. That's by the way, but here you are facing a serious problem. So we need to ask this question. He's 22 years old. From the age of 8, 9, 12, 15, 18, you father, your mother, how many times did you sit with the same son of yours, Abdullah, Abdurrahman, Zakaria, Yahya, Isa, Abdul, Abdul Qadir, Abdullah, whatever his name, did we sit really and speak to him, you know, chat to him, you're a Muslim, and we have Iman, we have Islam, we have an objective in life. We never came here to pass time and kill time. We came here into this world to prepare for our year after. We came here in this world to prepare for our paradise and Jannah. Go read Surah Luqman. We're just busy with Surah Luqman. Tomorrow we'll finish it in the morning, inshallah. The ten golden advices he gave, Luqman gave, radiallahu anhu. He was not a messenger prophet. He was a hakim, a very, very saintly and wise person. And his son, Taran, T-H-A-R-A-N, the advices, ten golden advices. So that is what we should look at. Now also is not too late. You went to Makkah Mukarramah. You went to Medina Munawwara. You cried to all Allah, Ya Allah, son. He has lost the orientation, direction in life. So you parents must read these three verses and then we'll go for a break. Study each one of these verses. One word you will find consistently. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina zurriya children, family, progeny. Make them the coolness of the eyes. Second one, Surah 46, Surah Ahqaf, verse 15, 1 5. It is the 26 Jews, 26 Supara, verse 15. The ayat is long. 
Look in the middle and you will find it. O Allah, you bring about reform, piety, goodness in my offspring, in my children. They are going astray and they are going away from Shirat Mustaqim. We are trying now. We will speak to him daily, give advice with love and so forth because we are also part of the problem, but now we want to become part of the solution. Chapter 46, verse 15, the beginning of the 26 Supara, 26 Jews, verse 15. Third one, remember Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 44, Rabbijalni muqimas salati wa min zurriyati. You see, all three places. Oh Allah, make me such a person, the mother, the father, both of us, one of us. We establish the salah. We make people read salat, our children, our employees, people who we have some authority over, jurisdiction over. So we tell them, encourage them, come on, it's salat time, read. And our children as well. Ya Allah, accept our supplication. So read that, give our charity, speak to him with love and so forth and never lose hope in the mercy of Almighty Allah and then you must use the carrot and stick approach. Tell him fine that if you don't want to listen then this PlayStation, this cell phone, this in the internet all that we gave you we are paying for it so now you don't want to listen to us we're taking everything away. As a parent you got all the right to do all that and you should be doing that. Those things that diverts a person attention away from Islam and he becomes shaitan in his life he's sitting there maybe he's addicted to porn maybe he's addicted to movies maybe he's addicted to the jet line and speaking to those loose ladies and prostitutes Allah alone knows so many things happens today so Almighty Allah alone protect us before we go for the break learn this dua mentioned in Musnad Ahmad Allahumma oh beloved Allah Hassin Ha Sword Noon Allahumma Hassin Farji Ya Allah protect my private part Ya Allah keep me chaste and pure O Almighty Allah Today people the Prime Minister in France the world is saying what the young Prime Minister he's an inspiration for the youth and so forth this is the kuffar mentality remember that but they don't say he is gay and is openly gay he doesn't know where his entry is and where his exit is so this morning I said when I was giving my news, views and interviews maybe he and Macron also we don't know you know these Haramis they do anything you know maybe they also busy this Macron if you lead his life you will find he was so busy with his madam and teacher and everything you know so all crazy crazy things happen in his life so these people so they say inspiration is that the inspiration is going to teach you not Adam and Eve is going to teach you Adam and Steve and it will teach you Madam and Eve. Then after that, they say that Meta and all that now, they have to, you understand, tighten up on Instagram. And you must remember on Facebook, and I don't know how Instagram and Facebook and it works and whatever. But anyway, they say because they are now destroying the lives of the youth. How are they destroying them? They're getting addicted to drugs. They're getting addicted to nudity. They're getting addicted to suicide. They're getting addicted to casino and gambling 
but who's providing all these things here? So, and now they put certain checks and balances. You know what the checks and balances. You must just be a sharpshooter and you can override it and change it and so forth. Or the parents will change it for them and so forth. So you see that you are the one that you keep on scoring own goals, but then you call that progress and so forth. Same thing in Palestine. You keep on murdering our people and then Blinken Day, he's blind. So therefore they call him Blinken, you see. Small, small <laughs> Jal, they ask, you must say, they got blinkers on, you must remember that. So, what happens is, he say, no, no ceasefire, because ceasefire will only benefit Hamas. That's his words. So, remember, Pakka Haramis, war criminals, they are, and we need to teach them a lesson, you must remember, and they all must be charged for genocide, war crimes, crimes against humanity, and ethnic cleansing. So, inshallah, we'll return after the break. Inshallah, we'll meet you after the break. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. You can send in your questions 084-786-3132. Mufti Sahab, the next question. Can we do our Salah Qadha at any time, meaning after each Salah? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Qadha salat is permissible after every salah. The only time you cannot perform your qadha salah will be during sunrise when the sun is at the zenith, istiwa. I see some new timetables, perpetual timetables are coming out and they're writing the word istiwa. So that brought great joy to me. Normally you will see when we grew up, you must remember the ustad and the timetables, all that had zawal. That's a wrong term. Zawal means that the sun has already passed the zenith. You must remember that. So, but that word gained a lot of currency. We need to rectify that and change that. Things that are wrong, even if they were there for many, many years, we must change it. Remember that. Allahumma zakirni min huma nasitu. Allahumma zakirni min huma nusitu. So, like that. so which one is right? So remember that best is to read what is mentioned in the hadith. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. It's very bad for a person to say, I forgot this verse and this verse. So when we make dua, last week I was in Durban Sunday morning and there one youngster completed, mashallah, hips, and he completed by his mother, you know, Hafiz Sahal. So he's in a Dindar family, mashallah. So Dindar means pious also. So we see that they invited me and then I had to make dua. So I told them this, Allahumma dhakirna minhuma nusina. You don't say nasitu. Oh, you understand that plural nasina. You must say nusitu or nusina. So that is what hadith in Bukhari Sharif. But for years it's getting on. But something getting on for years doesn't mean always is correct, you know. We must look for that, what is correct. So istiwa. So when the sun is at zenith, though you can't read. After that, three, four minutes, then you read, is fine. Sunset time, you can't read. And 15 minutes or so before sunset, you can't read. So only these three times, you can't read qadha. Beside that, day and night, you can read qadha. 
Mufti Sahib, a person says, my neighbor is a Hindu and he's reading the English Quran. He asked me a question and I don't know how to answer him. He says that why is Islam, when I read the Quran, I see that Islam says we must only choose one way. Whereas we feel that we can choose any religion and we accept. He says, I read the English Quran and I read the Hindu Kitab, the Hindu book. So what's the problem? So you must explain to him when you get married, so now you are the wife. And now your husband, he starts now becoming a Romeo. He becomes a Casanova. He says, I'm sleeping with you also, Poppy, darling. But I'm sleeping with the maid also. I'm sleeping with my spare wheel also in the hotel. I'm sleeping with this one and that one. So what's the problem? Will you accept it? You won't accept it. So you, the wife, you tell the husband that, you know what, that I'm fulfilling your conjugal relation, but I like that sugar daddy also. I like that, you understand, uh, Casanova, Romeo also. Will the husband accept it? You won't accept it. So when in your own marital relationship you won't accept it, so Almighty Allah gave you everything. Who gave you your eyes, your ears, your oxygen, your sleeping, your sneezing, everything who gave you head to toe, who made you the masterpiece of his creation? Almighty Allah alone. But now when the time comes to worship, you want to worship lingam. Lingam is the male organ. You want to worship yoni, the female organ. You want to worship, you must remember Gagaha. The Ganeshi, the elephant. So, you know, they make it the shape of elephant. Or you want to worship Hanuman, the monkey. Or you want to worship Ganpati. You must remember the rats and the mice. So now if we pose to you the question, how can a human being in this day and this age, 2024, worship this? When the bird or anybody else, that they come and urinate, defecate on it. He can't help himself. I was going to help you. So therefore, that is considered in Islam, chapter number 31 and verse 13, the worst crime a person can commit, when a person commits shirk, like Hinduism, so remember that is considered the worst, worst oppression, transgression and suppression. Allah gave you everything and now you go worship creation. You go and worship that which you made yourself. I saw it with my own eyes that a person there in Newcastle, you must remember, he made like a small wall and then he put his idol there and then the person used to go and give milk there and so forth and so on. I was in India and then, you know, we students from Pakistan, I went. So we're going third class, you know, in the train. So we look for all cheap stuff because we students. So remember that the opposite me, there was Babu. You see, Babuji, so the Hindu, and I'm sitting. So we're passing the Gangna, Jamna, the Ganges River, which they say for them is very holy. They go inside, many of them remove all their clothes, total naked cult, you must remember that. And then they take, they say, no, their sins get forgiven. Anyway, I want to share something else with you. So this Babu, he took out the Nariel, he took out the coconut, and he threw it there while the train was moving. So I asked him, Babu, what are you doing? He said, I am feeding God. So I asked him, then Babu, are you feeding God or God is feeding you? So you see, when you have multiple uh, deities, 
So what happens now? So there's no loyalty left. When there's no loyalty, then a person, therefore we as Muslims believe, when a person enters paradise, Jannah and Jannatul Firdaus, and he passed away with Iman, with Islam, then is fadlan wa rahmatan min Allah, the grace, mercy, benevolence of Allah. When a person dies on polytheism, idol worship, non-Muslim, and he enters Jahannam, and definitely is going to enter Jahannam and the hellfire, then that is adalam min Allah. That is the justice system of Allah. I gave you everything, and you showed no loyalty to me, and you went to show loyalty to somebody else. So how can that ever be justified? In your worldly terms, also is not justified. You're running a business. You're paying your staff everything this day. Your staff takes all your secrets and then he goes and he gives it to your opposition and so forth. You will go ballistics, you must remember that and so forth. So you must all your secret codes or whatever he gives it. So he's not loyal to you as a boss. Husband is not loyal to the wife. Wife is not loyal to the husband. Parents are not loyal to their children and vice versa. So people go crazy. So we have to show our loyalty to Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla. What happened to Khalilullah Nabi Ibrahim salam, that he obtained and attained such high, high ranks. So remember, فَصَارَ خَلِيلَ Rahman. He became the special, special friend of Allah. Why? وَإِبْرَاهِيمَ الَّذِي وَفَّى That he showed exceptional loyalty. Everywhere, whatever people said and did, he didn't bother about that. حَسْبِيَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ فَنِعْمَ الْمَوْلَى وَنِعْمَ النَّصِيرُ Allah is sufficient for me. Allah is the best one to take care of my matters and affairs. So that is how you reach that. So you must ask the Hindu that the examples I gave you, what is your loyalty? So you read in the Quran, very good, the translation, and you are reading your Hindu books, but your Hindu books are teaching you that to show this loyalty to Almighty Allah, and Islam and Quran and the Sunnah Mubarakah is teaching you true loyalty to Almighty Allah. Muftisab, what's correct? Is it namaz or salah? So it's obvious, you must remember, you have one Arabic and one translation. So Salat is the Arabic term, Namaz is the Urdu term, Persian term, and you say prayer in English. So now you say Siyam and fasting, Siyam and Rosa. So I mean that person there doesn't, he doesn't understand basic languages, you must remember that. So one is the Arabic term and other are translations. We can't be so simple, Simon, all the time, you know. If you say Rosa and you say, no, 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 you must say Rosa, you must say Som. But the people don't know Arabic, so what are you going to say then? So you must remember that. How many terms here yeah, our people, I don't even know Nikah. This program is called, you must remember, Bliss of Marriage. Sururun Nikah. I see most of the, you must remember, those uh, invitations that come. And speaking of that, our Mohan Zahid, I just told our graphics brother, Hafiz Abdullah, that he must prepare a nice poster. He prepared nice one for Q&A for Monday nights with Hafiz Wadi and myself, mashallah. So you must remember, I told him prepare, uh, yesterday I told him prepare a nice, you understand, advert poster for our Mohan Zahid Khan and the Nikah announcements every Friday, inshallah, between 10 
10 and 10.30. So you see, so that it must be so good that people must say, let me announce the nikah. So Nabi alayhi salam commanded us, a'alinun nikah, announce, announce the nikah. So these are nikah announcements. So we say that you must learn the words correctly. Our people don't even know the word nikah. Just study, you must remember the invitations. You will see majority of them, they spell N-I-K-K-A-H. So it's not nikah, it's nikah. Since when the word is nikah? Totally wrong, that is. The word is nikah. So simple examples like that we can give you. So we need to educate the jahil, ignorant ummah. Majority of the things, basic things, they're not even aware of. Muftisab, a person says, I have a 23-year-old son who graduated overseas as an alim. Now for seven years since he left, he doesn't want to come home. He's just been influenced by the ustads. Now they found a girl for him and he got married and he keeps, they keep him away from us parents. What should we do, Muftisab? Totally unacceptable. What he's doing is wrong. What his teachers and peers are doing is also haram and not permissible. In Islam, Quran is saying, I give you the verses. So you must remember that Almighty Allah gave such a system, first allegiance to Almighty Allah, then to Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Habibuna and after that, then allegiance to our parents, not to any Sheikh and Pirsab and Murshid, not to any teacher and so forth. So now he was 23 years old, and then they look for some Pakistani girl and so forth, so Indian girl, and he must be probably studying somewhere there. So the Pirsab, Sheikh Sab uses him for his own agenda, because he can speak English, he can do this, so they, for the guest and all that, very good, like you know, and then they give big donation to the madrasa and all, all matlab ali business, you understand, all with hidden agenda and ulterior motives, see what Quran Sharif states, I just told you just now, so you must remember that Quran Sharif states, you must remember that here in Surah Luqman, that Almighty Allah is teaching us in chapter 31 and verse 14, Anishkurli, you human being, you must be grateful to me, Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala. And then immediately after that, Wali Wali Daik. He didn't say, say, Wali Asatiza or Wali Mashaikh. And so, no your beloved parents. So he, what he's doing, is not permissible. You must take my name and tell him. Take this podcast and send it to them. And you must remember what his sheikhs and teachers are doing is not permissible. They're doing it for their own agenda and ulterior motive, which is not permissible. You must remember this type of things here. He must come back to you and he must make sir khidmat of you, make khidmat in Pakistan. There are thousands of ulama here in South Africa, 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 how many ulama are required and so forth. So definitely not permissible. We totally disagree with that. Mufti Sahib, what was the reason that Nabi Adam salam sneezed after he was created? So Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is his teacher. So Wa'allama Adam al-Asma'a kullaha, Quran says. So whatever human being, Nabi Adam salam was not created initially for Jannah and Paradise. That was just an incentive which Allah gave him and showed him and said the Hawa radiallahu anha, see the beauty, the glory and all the decoration and everything in Jannah you know as a just an exhibition just as a sample example like that but Allah created him initially primarily for what 
وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةً we created him to become the Khalifa on the earth. So he must practice. He's a Nabi. He's a messenger of Almighty Allah. Ma'asum. And he must teach the people the basics of life. What is halal? What is haram? What is acceptable? So people are going to sneeze. Then what must they do? So you must remember that. So the first person, personality that is taught all these things is who? Nabi Adam a.s. So he sneezes. Allah teaches him, say, Alhamdulillah. So when you meet people, say, Assalamu alaikum. So like that, you must remember. So Quran speaks of this. وَعَلَّمَ Adam الْأَسْمَاءَ kullaha. Allah ta'ala taught Nabi Adam a.s. the names of everything. Everything meaning what a normal human being, yea, in the world, will need and require so those basic things Allah Ta'ala taught him and he will become the teacher of that ummah and those people and then everything was going good but jealousy again it was jealousy you must remember that then you have Habil and Qabil Qabil became the Qatil Cain and Abel so Cain went and he murdered and killed his brother you must remember that Abel and Qabil and Habil and that is how then the vices and all that flourished and so forth so the laws are that the Nabi came to teach the people remember that and now it's an evolutionary process Nabi Adam alayhi salam then the famous prophets Nabi Nuh alayhi salam Noah then Abraham Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam then Moses peace be upon him then Jesus Nabi Isa alayhi salam now when human beings are ready to receive the final messenger the final constitution then Almighty Allah sends him Mustafa Habib because humanity has reached that stage now where they need a global international message and messenger so that is how it was an evolutionary process and when the revelation came to the master the revelation brought a revolution remember that so that is how you will understand it wonderful programs make dua for us don't forget Wednesday today after Zohar time for special special dua. We say Jazakumullah khairan to Mufti Sahib and to all our listeners of Sirius FM and Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. From us and the team, we say Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah.